to Leader Fables, a podcast where two lifelong friends and totally obsessed business nerds discuss all things leadership. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and today I'm joined by Jacob Evans, who just ordered a new computer that might be the fastest computer in the world. I'm a little intimidated by that, Jacob. Well, it's really fast. Well, it's the fastest maybe home computer in the world. Gotcha. So it's not as fast as like the computers doing Bitcoin stuff. And uh, it's, Who knows? Not, it's not like a, a room of servers. It's actually a reasonable computer that someone yes, could have. That you can actually put on your desk. Yeah, I, I got the new Mac Studio that's coming out uh, or that, yeah, has come out. By the time nice. everyone's hearing this, it'll be out. But as we're recording this, it's not quite out yet. So I'm super excited. So by the time everyone's hearing this, how many updates will you have installed on the new Mac that you ordered? Oh, you mean like new accessories and stuff? Yes. Oh, yeah. well, who knows? I've already ordered a couple. So, uh, uh, And right. as I told you before we started recording, I'm considering adding a third monitor. And, I, and you told me that's like the holy grail of productivity. So that's I'm right. almost sold. Yes, and you can't you can't have a, a new computer with an old monitor either. So I, I'm really proud of you for ordering a new monitor too. So it's all new. At it's the all same new. Time. It's all new. I'm super excited. It's it's my first new computer that I'll be using as a daily driver uh, in ten years. So that's a long time. I yeah, I use computers sick. for a really long time, especially for a software guy. I mean that that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive. So. Well, today on uh, the podcast, we're really excited. We're going to be tackling the subject of celebration on your team. And so, Jacob, you want to kick us off with a celebration story? Are you good at celebrating your team? You know, as we were preparing this episode, I don't know. I'm still I still have a question mark as to how good I am at celebration. And let me tell you why. Um, I, I, I went to a, uh, a sales meeting frequently in, in a company that I worked in. I would attend like enterprise big kind of sales meetings. I was the technical guy that would talk to all the other technical guys. And I remember sitting through the sales presentation and feeling so amazed and impressed at all the wonderful work that me and my team had done to release really great products that in this case, this customer, this enterprise customer that we were selling to really loved. They're like, they were super excited about it. And it, it dawned on me in this meeting how poor I was at celebrating the wonderful work that my team and I had done uh, to build great products. And, um, you know, I was just reminded thinking about this of how hard it is to release products. Like releasing stuff is super duper hard. And I think it's, it's important and particularly in, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, as middle managers, as leaders, there's an onerous on us to celebrate the wonderful work that our teams do to ship, to get stuff out the door. Uh, and uh, yeah, so anyway, I, that's kind of an anti-celebration story. Um, <laughs> so, and you were feeling like uh, uh, you were reflecting on not celebrating. So you were uncelebrating the fact that you don't sell. I don't know. There's some kind of uh, vortex you could get sucked into with that. Right. I love it. Well, and I, you know, I've worked in environments where, and, and our company was kind of like this, where it was, the philosophy was like, well, what have you done for me lately, Jacob? Like, what's the latest and great when, you know, and it's like what I did for you a year ago. Well, that that's kind of irrelevant now. It's like, what are you doing now? And I, I think that that, uh, that philosophy is, Probably not healthy, particularly if uh, you want folks to stick around and and right. celebrating is a big part of you know uh, encouraging people to stick around. Sure, I think that was the great philosopher uh, Paula Abdul that said, "What have you done for me lately?" Uh, as we were, <laughs> so that's a good connection. There you I go. was thinking as you were talking about that. I work in higher ed and. We do multiple commencement ceremonies every year where, you know, a student has finished their program and they walk across the stage and they're they're corporately celebrated. Right. We have in fact, the music that plays is called Pomp and Circumstance. Like it's it's a, a big moment. And I'll meet people. I'll meet students who are like, I don't know, maybe I'll go to commencement. And I'm always like, you have to go to commencement. You have completed this huge accomplishment in your life. Why yeah. wouldn't you walk across the stage and celebrate it? But how true is that in our everyday work we do with our teams? Like we we need a little pomp and circumstance uh, in 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 this to help them like reflect and to mark benchmarks and time. But we'll, we're gonna Absolutely. we're gonna uh, dissect all of this today. But before we do that, 
we want to go back to our fable. And I know you've missed Anne and the King and the, the characters. So uh, take a listen to uh, this and how in, the, in their kingdom they're celebrating. Ah, let's see now. How do I turn this thing on? Ah, <laughs> there we go. And now I enter my username. Right. K-I-N-G. Now, what's this? Oh, now it wants a password. <laughs> oh, dear, I don't remember. What would it be, I wonder? Maybe the name of my sword. Yes, yes. Exclamation. Ah, that's not it. Oh, I don't remember. Wait a minute. What's this? It says, click here to reset password. Ah, okay. To reset password, please answer the following riddle. Oh, I do love riddles. Yeah, this will be fun. Yes, yes. Now, here's the riddle. Uh, what can you catch but not throw? Hmm. That's a tough one. What can you catch but not throw? Oh, dear, dear, dear. Oh, silly me. I know the answer to that. What can you catch but not throw? The plague, of course. Hmm. Bit dark for a challenge riddle. Oh, well. Now, to send this East girl To the middle manager, Anne. That's without an E. Subject, slingshot progress and grand celebration. Hello, Anne. This is the king. I write today to declare my satisfaction with your efforts in building a giant slingshot to space. While I am not pleased that the rubber band does not match my eye colour as requested, the solution of colour contacts on the day of launch will suffice. Yes, right. Testing can commence immediately and should be completed using Kingdom livestock. Cows, no, 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 pigs are ideal. This accomplishment will be remembered throughout the ages. Future generations will associate complex tasks with the phrase, I'll believe that when pigs fly. I suspect this phrase will become very popular and said every time a new kingdom project is announced. Please reward all workers and leaders with a grand celebration. Your most royal kingness, the king. Now... Back to my e-monarch profile. Oh, who's this fine-looking baroness? <laughs> You've got mail. Wow, that was fast. I wasn't expecting a response this quickly. Let's see what she has to say now. Right. Hello, Hello King. King. Thank you for your e-scroll and generous suggestion to reward workers with a grand celebration. The team has been working around the clock to make the project's timeline and install the necessary upgrades to the intra-kingdom wires, which I think you agree is an equal or even more important project. Well, no, and uh, no. I, 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 I don't think it is an equally important project. What else does she write? Um, upon first, first thought, a day off for all workers would be well received. Perhaps we could also send each of them a note with a gift scroll. I will begin making arrangements immediately. Sincerely, Anne. A day off? Really? A silly little gift scroll? Is she kidding me? This is unacceptable. Oh, I'd better reply immediately. Uh, uh, let's see now. Where's that reply button? Ah, here it is. Reply. <clears throat> really, Anne? A day off and a gift scroll hardly seems fitting for this momentous occasion. I think we can do better. This accomplishment calls for a grand ball with dancing, ornate costumes and more forks than seems reasonable. Additionally, and I cannot overstate this, there must be cake. For the love of all that is holy, Anne, let them eat cake. Yes. I hope I have made myself clear. Make it happen. Anne. King. Sometimes I don't know what is going through her head. Kids these days just don't understand the need for a little pomp and a lot of circumstance. Oh, aha. I like the sound of that. Pomp and circumstance. Oh, that could be the name of my first album. Note to self, 
commission the royal composer to write a little ditty entitled Pomp and Circumstance. Ah, uh, yes, a oh, second note to self. Change the name of royal composer to Little Ditty. You've got mail. Hmm. Well, that was fast. Let's see here now. What does she write? Hello, Dad. Dad. Oh, I told her to stop calling me Dad when discussing official kingdom business. Oh. I am I'm not, not sure, sure a grand, grand celebration is appropriate, is given the recent increase to taxes in order to cover the intra-kingdom wire upgrades. I highly suggest we take a less grandiose approach to providing some well-deserved recognition for our workers. In addition to the card and gift scroll I suggested earlier, we could add a catered team lunch. Does that sound okay? P.S. We still have not received any payments from the King of Bankruptia. Sincerely. Since when did she become the budget, please? Eh? I'm not sure a grand celebration is appropriate. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, all she ever says is, we don't have money for this and we don't have money for that. Well, 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 well I highly suggest we take a less grandiose approach. Yes. The King of Bankruptcy didn't pay us back. Citizens are rioting because we raised their taxes. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. Well, what about me, Anne? What about what I want? Celebration is an important part of leadership. Oh, she needs to learn that. Oh, I, I, I need to teach her this. Let's see. Reply. Anne, I think you are making entirely too much of a fuss regarding the cost of the celebration. I'm sure the cheque from the King of Bankruptcy is in the mail. You need to calm down and have some faith. Where's the fun, Anne? Where's the whimsy? We are actually launching people into the heavens, for goodness sake. Pigs are literally flying. The workers need to see me celebrate. I mean the workers need to be celebrated. I will accept nothing less than a grand celebration befitting this auspicious occasion. Make it happen. Two exclamation points. Sincerely, the King. Ha <laughs> ha, that'll show her. Two exclamation points mean business. There is no refuting a King when he uses two exclamation points. Ha <laughs> ha! You've got mail. Dear, Dear King, King. A grand, a grand celebration. celebration. Oh, three question marks. Well, that's not good. Yes. Read my, my e-scroll. E we, we cannot. cannot. Oh. All in caps. Afford a, a grand, grand celebration, celebration for a project for we a should project never we should have started have in the first place. The it's not happening. And another thing, dear King, why are you sending this request to me in an email? I'll tell you why. It's because you, sir, are a giant chicken. That's right. A giant chicken who is afraid to tell me in person. You are out of your mind. Well, now, I mean, she's just getting rude. I tell, tell you, you what. what. You want a grand celebration? A grand Here's celebration. what we'll do. Instead of testing the slingshot with pigs, we will use chickens. Giant chickens like you. King chickens. I'll fasten them in by their nuggets and fling them into the heavens to be fried. It will be better than fireworks. Perhaps they will make it all the way to the Kingdom of Kentucky. A couple of Kentucky fried chickens will certainly be worthy of this auspicious occasion, don't you think? How does that sound, King? Oh, yeah, and don't forget the cake. There will be lots of cake. Sincerely, Anne. Well, I, I just don't know what to say. This has reached the point of insubordination. I do believe uh, that she is drunk with power. The middle manager position has, has gone to her head. I have created a monster. Oh, what should I do? What should I do? I guess I will do the only thing there is to do in this type of situation. Yes. Reply. Dear Anne. Upon further reflection and careful consideration, I, the King, must decline your request to host what others might see as a lavish celebration in a time where we really should be tightening our armour. I know you are disappointed, but I have determined that it is not the right time for an elaborate celebration. Rather, let's plan something a little more understated. Off the top of my head, I declare we offer two days off for each worker, two gift scrolls, and two slices of cake. After all, 
We don't want to go overboard. See that it happens. Sincerely, the King. Well, I think I handled that quite well, even if I do say so myself. All right, that was, I love that. I, I love, there's so many lines that I like in that. One is like, back to our pomp and circumstance, right? Like, oh, I'm going to commission a song called Pomp and Circumstance, and I'm going to change the name of the composer to Little Diddy. Like, I, I just got to point out these little funny jokes that are that are in here that you may, if you're washing dishes or you're out on a walk, you may not have heard uh, these. I'm celebrating my own work here, Jacob. You really should. I mean, it's good. These are good jokes. They're really funny. I laughed right. out loud as I read it, and then as, you know, it was recorded, so... Yeah. Anyway, if no one else find it, found it funny, I found it funny, Casey. Yes. If you don't like the fables, you should just turn off this podcast right now. No, serious. Keep listening. Uh, we'll we'll do more than just the fable. But I think there are a lot of lessons that that came here. And before we dive into celebration, which we're going to talk about in every different sort of way here, maybe we should start with a disclaimer or the opposite side of this of like how to handle when things don't go well, you know, with disappointment or with failure. And how do you handle that, Jacob, on a team? What do you what do you do when you, you launch a big project and it just doesn't work? Well, I've handled it poorly. And I think as <laughs> as time went on, I've handled it better. Um, I I'm of the opinion that it's nice to have a single neck to choke, like when things go wrong. However, the way you choke that neck has to be handled with care and respect and uh all those things that we like to be treated as individuals <laughs> so yeah. i yeah i think i i think you're right it's important to just kind of briefly touch on um how to handle disappointment one of the things i've done is when things haven't gone well or haven't gone right is instead of um finger pointing or trying to find the people who were culpable <laughs> for uh, the failure to instead get the team together and to talk about what could have gone better and what what did go well. I mean, most even in disappointment, there's some things that normally went okay. And uh, the goal of that exercise is to come out uh, feeling like we've got a plan to do things better in the future as a team. And I think that's super important. Um, you We ought to experience failure, and success as a team together because uh, we're in this together. And if there's individuals on your team that are uh, uh, demonstrating um, a uh, a pattern of failure, like you know, there seems to be a thing that they do over and over again that uh, is uh, causing either friction on the team or causing projects to not you know get off the ground. You should pull them aside and talk to them about the pattern. Um, that's good coaching, right? Instead of uh, just trying to figure out uh, who, <laughs> who, or the whom's, you know, the 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 collection of people that that might have contributed to the failure. I, I think it's really important to recognize that we, you know, succeed and we fail as a team. And uh, yeah, instead of, I and like I've worked that. with people, and and I myself have tended to do this to try to find individuals and point the finger at them and say, oh, you know, it's all this person's fault. Uh, and sometimes it is, you know, sometimes all one person's fault, but it's better to go through that exercise um, as a team because, uh, you know, we succeed and we fail as a team. We're in it. We're in uh, Many of us are playing a team game. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I also like the, I hate the single throat to choke analogy. Maybe we should change it right here on this podcast. A single uh, back to pat or a single shoulder ah, to wrap good. your arm around. Yes. See, see how we can reposition this. Yes. And then, or maybe a single butt to kick. You know, <laughs> there's lots of different <laughs> ways to, to approach this, but I think you're right. Celebrate in public. Right. And then the coaching opportunities, that's a one-on-one -on -one conversation that you do need to have. It's really part of the leadership. I, I, there's this, uh, I think it's a Disney movie. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm going to get some hate mail here, but called Meet the Robinsons. And it's it's this really great, the, the guy's an inventor and every time one of his project fails, they have a giant celebration and they're like, failure 78, woo! And you know, there's cake and there's, there's a big party uh, going on. And I, I like to think of that a little bit with uh, failure or, you know, just not achieving uh, a target. And it's like, 
there's a way to celebrate that too, which is, okay, let's celebrate the fact that we tried something. Let's celebrate that we weren't just impacted by this phenomenon and we have no control or ownership or ability to change this. And whether it worked or not, right, that's that's a matter of chess. That's the chess game you play if if your strategies actually worked out. But you had you hinted on this and I I'd highlight what did we learn from this yeah. uh exercise? And that's where I think a lot of leaders, especially mid-level leaders, if they if their team didn't accomplish something or a project didn't go the way they wanted, they just ignore it. And they don't say anything about it. It's like we don't talk about Bruno Bruno no more, right? Like we don't talk about this project no more. When really we need to like celebrate the fact one we need to close it out so that it's not a lingering like a hangnail that you have and every time you put yeah. your hand in your pocket it hurts. And then second, like really dive into what we learned and then celebrate the fact that we tried and then we go, okay, now we got to go design something else. And if this put us further behind, okay, we got to even get on this quicker because we got to make up this this part. Yeah, I think that's a great point. One other thing I'll just mention about disappointment is if you feel pressure to rat out someone on your team that might have made a mistake and caused the team to fail, resist the urge to share their name with your superiors. <laughs> I have been pressured Talk many, many times yeah. to, you know, I've been asked, you know, we had some outage or some system failure or some project that didn't didn't take flight the way we wanted to. And I'd get asked, well, you know, who was responsible? We know you're not doing the code, Jacob, or whatever. So who was responsible? I'd say, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you who did it. And uh, the reason I don't tell is uh, because you, 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 if you do, uh, as a leader, you know, point fingers, um, you kind of pass the buck and point point at members of your team, you kind of paint them or you put a target on their back. Um, and you know, they will, I believe people want to do their best work. They're going to improve. Uh, they're going to get better, hopefully with good coaching and you're going to want to be able to give them raises and to recognize them. And it's really hard to do that if you've already painted them as someone that contributed to a failure, uh, Mm. or was the reason for a failure. Uh, especially yeah. if you have to sell that um, promotion or raise or what have you to your boss. Uh, so, yeah, I've really worked hard to resist the urge to point fingers at members of my team. Yeah, especially publicly, right? Yep. You, you don't get to ask me that question without knowing the context either of the failure. Because regardless of if you can trace it back to one person, like maybe the question should be like, did we support that person? Right. Did we give them everything they needed? Did we pivot when we needed to pivot? Did we do those things? So I, I love that practice. Uh, I, I, I'm going to use it and I'm going to be like, who's, who's responsible? Casey, Casey's responsible, right? That's, that's the good and the bad of, of leadership. Well, let's, let's transition into celebration here. And as we were thinking about this, I was, Oh, I will to- just mention this. Uh, I'm sorry, before we do, before we transition, maybe this is a good transition into celebration. Yes, um, I like it. maybe, maybe when you do get the opportunity to celebrate and mention, do mention the people on your team that contributed to that success. Yes. Like, yeah. um, as, as a manager, I take all the failures and uh, and and the team takes all the successes. Yes, as long I'm going to give a caveat to that because I could hear some people letting themselves off the hook. As long as you actually know where the issues were and you yes. deal with them. Yes. Uh, now, if if you, I, I'm all for deflecting the the rays of disappointment, but you still have to deal with them. So, and I know you do, Jacob, but I'm just saying like anyone who just let themselves off the hook for someone on their team that needs to be coached, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about how you present the outcomes of, of your project, which led me to one more, uh, which is announce your failure first, right? Don't, don't, yes. don't, uh, don't wait for your boss to come tell you, you failed at something you should tell your boss before they, or, or whatever report out structure you have, out yourself first with the explanation and not the justification, just the here's the data, here's the facts, here's what here's what we'd do differently. I've always found if I'm telling what I didn't do well at before someone calls me out, I do a lot better uh, in that discussion. Yeah, I say uh, good news ought to come fast, bad news ought to come faster. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah, don't because especially if you have uh, people building their plans off of your plan, you know it can be really bad if if down chain you're not being you know opening those communication lines. Now I am going to transition us to celebration, Jacob. Stick to the agenda. 
Uh, no, just kidding. Um, and I was thinking about a framework for this, and let's let's tackle it this way. Let's start with different types of celebrations because um, I think there are like micro celebrations, like quick celebrations. There's team celebrations. There's how do you celebrate in your organization? So let let's start with micro. And I actually have a great story that I, I went and got my mail right before we started recording this podcast. And I had a box, and you're going to hear some rustling. That's not bad audio. It's because I'm actually opening the box uh, from my senior leader, from my boss. Uh, with And it says, thanks for your commitment. Highlight on the mint. And then it has mint. all sorts of mints. Ah, uh, cool. Junior mints, Andy's mints, all sorts of fun stuff. So either she is celebrating my work or she's telling me I have bad breath. And we work <laughs> virtually. So I'm going to go with the former uh, rather than the latter. But Jacob, what about these like micro celebrations? Um what are some things that you've done to celebrate your team and the work that they do? Yeah, I think it's super important to be, as a leader, to be on the lookout for people that are doing really great work and to take time to recognize that. So there's a couple of things um, I do uh, for micro celebrations. One is if so, particularly if someone's been working hard, maybe they've been staying late a couple of nights to get a project done, pull them aside and uh, tell them to take their wife to dinner on the company. So what I'll tell people is say, hey, John, you've been doing really great work. So I'm so thankful for the extra hours you've been putting in to get this project off the ground or to get it done. Um, why don't you, in the next couple of days, take your wife to dinner, spare no expense, bring me the receipt, and we'll reimburse you. And I got to tell you, I, I don't think anyone has failed to take me up on that offer. And uh, it's impressive to me how much people can spend on a single dinner. <laughs> what, what's your high? What's, what's been the uh, high? I think it's probably in like the maybe high 300s. Uh, oh my God. Particularly somebody that likes, you know, that, that can drink alcohol or likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, it's normally somewhere between two and $300. But wow. uh, uh, on the low end, maybe, maybe I had a couple people that did $100 uh, tickets. Um, yeah, it it should be it it should be at least you know three figures. Would you make fun of them if they brought you back a Chipotle receipt? I um, really would. I'd say go go $50. do that. Go do it again. Like go again. Uh, yeah, you fell. <laughs> you failed. Let's, let's try this again. I, I really love that. And one of the things that I love is it's unexpected, and I think that's a key to celebrations. And there are things like I think you should do like birthdays, anniversaries, you know, things like that, that that are good opportunities to have a micro celebration with a member of your team. And I, I do think most micro celebrations are one on one. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. But look for opportunities where they're not expecting it, yes. I think, is a is a pro tip here. And one of the things we did at, at my work, we used to do this thing called caught doing good. And so if someone was uh, caught doing something extra awesome. We had a form where you can nominate someone and then we would, we would surprise them in their team meeting and, you know, give them a gift card or, you know, just celebrate them. And the, the power really comes from the unexpected. I think with celebrations, there's some stuff I think you should, and we'll talk about that here in a second team meetings like that, that should be more an expected celebration, but the micro surprise celebrations, I think, are the best. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, one other thing I'll just mention about that. I, I found, too, that uh, the the team members, like partner or spouse or wife like uh, or husband, uh, they would they would like, oh, my gosh, my my uh, partner's company is like sending us to dinner and they'd like brag about it to their friends. Like so you you build some goodwill without actually like calling up someone's wife and thanking them or husband right. for thanking them for, you know, loaning you their their significant other for some period of time or boyfriend or girlfriend. You you instead just recognize uh, their sacrifice by, you know, giving them a night out on the town and uh I, I yeah, it's a it's a great way to not only recognize the team member but also their partner, and uh, I, I think it's it's yeah, it's just, it's super simple, but um, yeah, I mean, I've had bosses that have done that for me and my wife, and it's been really nice. It's just great. Yeah, it's really wonderful, and it's it's cool for your family to know, you know, whatever you whoever you choose to be in your family, like to know like the work that you do. I I, I remember I had a, a, a team member and his son came in, and I 
made a big deal about like, do you know how awesome your dad is? Like, you know that the work he does produces X. Like, so sometimes it's just fun stuff like that. But yeah, I, I wouldn't call someone unsolicited and be like, I want to talk about your husband's performance or your wife's performance. But, but I love what you're doing. Even like they get to be the hero in it. And I'm going to break down the cost of this. So I'm a finance guy. So I'm going to like, okay, $300, um, which feels like made me like gasp for a second. Uh, but also I'd have no problems uh, taking my wife to dinner on your money, Jacob. And and I think you offered in this. I'll send you a receipt after. Please do. Please but, do. But if you took $300, uh, figure out their hourly rate and then divide it by that $300 it, or look at your your budget for the year for uh, payroll and then divide that by $300 and look at the the percentage. It's very low. It's very low. That $300 is going to buy you so much goodwill. Like yeah. it, it's, it's, it's the best $300 that you might be able that, that I've spent on many a team member. Uh, yeah, the other great. thing I'll mention, you know, just kind of going back to what you said, Casey, when I do get the opportunity to meet someone's significant other, I try really hard to tell that significant other how great, the team member is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I found that that'd be really I- impactful. Like you don't really know what to say when you're meeting someone's, you know, better half. Uh, and I, I found it, you know, to be really, um, yeah, really just a blessing to tell them how great uh, uh, their, uh, you know, your team member is. Yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it pays back, like even back to my finance thing, if you, took that hourly rate and you think if, if this act made them celebrate, you know, and, and retain for one more month, like what was that worth? I, I guarantee it's worth that 300 bucks, but anyway, sorry, I'm playing with models in my head about how to actually measure this. So micro celebrations, look for those micro micro celebrations. The, the cool part is this becomes part of your leadership brand too. Um, so if you are looking to one day, uh, you know, be a senior leader, or you're just looking to build your team, you do get known for being a leader that celebrates and that makes it attractive, makes people want to be on your team. So let's, let's just transition to the team space. Uh, what about team wide celebrations, Jacob? Like what have you done here? How have you handled this? So one thing that I love to do is a quarterly, uh, team all hands meeting. And in that meeting, I normally take a good chunk of it. It's it's at least 50%. And I tell the team how wonderful they are. I highlight all of the wonderful successes that they've accomplished as a team that quarter. I also spend a little bit of time talking about where we're going and what we want to get done. But I spend a good chunk of time talking about what we have done and thanking them for the wonderful work that that they did that got us this far. And it's normally a really great, you know, sort of celebration. Um, one thing that we that that I like to do in quarterly uh, team all hands is a peer nominated. We called it a linchpin award based on Seth Godin's book, linchpin. And uh, so what we would do is we'd send out a survey before the all hands meeting and folks nominate another person on the team. And part of the nominating process is you have to indicate why that person is a linchpin, why they're so awesome. And uh, we would, you know, go through, and tallying it up, and the folks that got the most votes would receive a linchpin award. Um, normally, we'd recognize, depending on kind of how how big the team was, we normally would r- recognize uh, two, three, sometimes four people. And uh, it was really wonderful to show the quotes uh, how uh, of how great these these people are from their team members, and we would anonymize them so they didn't know who wrote the nice things about them. Um, and it, it was great. It was a real great sort of celebration come together. Uh, if I'm not big on kumbaya moments, but this is the closest that I was able to get uh, with uh, with teams. And uh, yeah, I really love doing quarterly all hands meetings and taking the time to celebrate and to recognize really uh, uh, exceptional contributors. Lynchpins. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, so I, I, I'm going to push back on this just for the fun of a debate. Uh, I have. A couple of other leaders that I work with, and we've been debating this, and I, I won't tell you what side I'm on, so I'll just present the dilemma, and then I want your thoughts on it. In a team setting, some say you should not focus on an individual inside of that team because no one cares the second past 
that it's not them, right? So I'm going to announce this person is winning an award. It's not you, blank, I shut off uh, with this. So I, I've heard the, the school of thought, like, don't pull out an individual inside of a team, recognize the team as a whole. What, what do you think about that? And I'll tell you where I landed on the debate well, after. I, I'm just going to go back to the way we do our linchpin award. Um, because it's peer nominated, people are not thinking about themselves. They're thinking, is my quote going to show up on the screen about this really wonderful person that I nominated for linchpin? And I think uh, that is one way to overcome that sort of like, hey, it's not me. I'm going to shut down. Uh, why is it not me? And blah, 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 blah. It changes the focus. So if you're if you're part of the nomination process and we required people to be part of the nomination process, um, their wonderful quote about an individual you know, would get show, would get you know popped up. So that's one way we overcome that. Multiple um, ways to win. You can either right. be cho- chosen, or your your submission right. can be chosen. Right. I like that. Here's my response. Stop it. Just stop it. It it is perfectly okay to celebrate someone on a team, uh, and I think a, a true team will celebrate as the team that person. As long as they know it's not just the same person all the time, right? And there is there's opportunities for them to win. I also think it it gives people it's an opportunity to give people someone to strive to emulate in their work. Uh, if I know Jacob has just been uh, recognized for amazing work on his team, I'm gonna want to get to know Jacob a little better. Uh, because it may be a positive influence uh, that could rub off on me. So uh, I set you a trap that you did not go into, Jacob, at least a debate trap. Uh, but I, I really think uh, it's it's totally fine to celebrate the team, and we should. We should think of how to do that. But it's also okay to call out your top performers inside of that or someone who's maybe it's not about outcomes, but it's about some Herculean effort or or idea that they thought of. If we connected it back to our first point, maybe it's about someone who fell big and we want to celebrate that. And uh, we could call it the Tigger Award, right? You get the Tigger Failure Award versus the Eeyore Failure of like, well, thanks for noticing me. Like you get the, I ran through a brick wall and you can see the outline of my body now or, you know, at the wall because uh, that. But I actually think it's a, it's a huge component to recognizing the team is to recognize the leaders in the team. Yeah. One other thing I'll mention, actually two things. Uh, one is for our linchpin award, we, um, exclude managers. So managers cannot be nominated. It's just for individual contributors. And then two, when an individual contributor wins, we take some time to understand that individual and to give them a prize that is meaningful, not a gift card or I don't know, some, something lame. We normally um, try to find out gift what cards they are my like. Love language, I know. Jacob, well, uh, so you just stop it for some people. We, <laughs> if that was their love language, we'd give them a gift yeah. card, but most people, they like have something on their list that they'd like or right. some neat, you know, adventure they want to go on. So we would, uh, take time to learn that, uh, so that we could award them, you know, appropriately, uh, with That's something great. that was a little more custom than, uh, uh, uh than generic. Okay, debate number two. Um, and I didn't prep Jacob for these debate, but they're coming to my mind as we're talking here. The other debate is like, what What if someone on your team doesn't like public recognition? Uh, do you alter your approach uh, for that person because you're going to put them on the spot by bringing them up in front of a group of people? Again, I'll withhold my thoughts uh, and then tell you what I think. Well, too. one thing we... Uh we didn't do or don't do is we don't bring them up. We just say, Hey, this individual one, here's some really great things that people said about this individual. Here's your prize. And that is it. We don't make them say a speech. We don't make them like do a nice little hand wave, nothing like they, they, they get recognized. They get their prize. They can go home happy. Oh man, see, we disagree. I want to pull them on stage. I want them to be like deer in the headlight. I want tears. You don't understand, uh, Casey. I work with a bunch <laughs> of introverts. <laughs> Me too. I'm an introvert myself, uh, except for winning awards. I want. I want to win awards at a very public. No, you want kidding. the music. You want to give the right. speech. You want, want my all pomp that, and circumstance. All, all that pomp and circumstance. Yeah. So yeah. we we try to find a happy sort of in the middle. Uh, uh, about that. And it, you know, it works out. Okay. I'm sure it's not enough pomp for some people and it's probably a <laughs> bit too much pomp for others. So I think there's, yeah. there's a way to kind of find a, a good little balance where there isn't a lot of pressure on an individual to perform, uh, 
uh, yeah. (laughs) It's funny though. We say that like, it probably should be more of a discussion because I I know my wife and I'll hashtag humble brag here for a second, won a teaching award, uh, in the state of Utah. And they did this big reveal, like called me and looped me in and got all sorts of friends and family involved and, showed up at the house with a big check and you know banner and like uh and she was mortified she hated this and uh, it was during covid so she was working from home and luckily i had the forethought to be like hey let's go to a nice lunch after this right so she was like she's ready and present because they were videotaping it and it was like a whole thing and i was like afterwards wasn't that so amazing and she was like that was horrible uh i was mortified and i'm like what are you talking about this is like the greatest thing ever but i think it is something to consider yes where there's different people that don't like to be singled out and maybe there's a a more appropriate one-on-one way to do that or like you said don't at least don't put the spotlight on them right like just uh Keep it keep it high level and don't expect a speech uh, at the end. Yeah, we would tell them come up and get your prize at the very end of the meeting. Like if you don't you don't want to come get it now, that's fine. You just you know take it out discreetly. Um, you know. See, I'd be like, no, I'm coming now, and I'm going to grab the mic <laughs> and I'm going to give a speech, Jacob. Uh, I'd like to thank the academy. I'd like to thank my mom. Uh, <laughs> well, I you know what other part about team celebrations I wanted to mention was it. I love the quarterly, uh, approach. I like that. I also like looking for moments to celebrate the team. And this could be as, as simple as like in a meeting, if there's a norm, which we've talked about in previous episodes that you see personified, or there's a a moment of a good debate on your team, right? That you've been trying to get your team to be comfortable pushing back with each other. I'll, I'll stop the train at that moment. I'll be like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 let's stop. I just want to, I want to pause for a moment and recognize this really great thing just happened. And, uh, especially if it's a tense moment as a team, but that's often the moments where you find a breakthrough, right? Is when teams are challenging each other and it's like, stop, let's just now appreciate the fact that we're all comfortable with the, enough with each other to stop and say, I don't think this is a good idea or I don't understand this part of it or uh, you, I, I want to push back on your idea, Casey, that you have. We should stop. We should celebrate those moments um, as real positives. And then I try to end every meeting with my team with something positive. Um, and, and I know there's different approaches. Some people will start at the beginning with something positive. I like at the last part of the meeting. Let me tell you one thing I love about this team it's this, right? Or I want to say one thing I liked in this meeting or you guys, you guys rocked. Do you realize that the, the moment you just spent there had this impact on our team or on our students for, you know, where I work. And I think that goes a long way in cultivating like an attitude of, of celebration. Um, we don't have to wait for these big events. We can do it, you know, all the time. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So micro celebrations, team celebrations, the other one that came to mind was organizational celebrations. And I know we're focusing on on middle managers. So sometimes they're not the ones planning the corporate getaway, right? Or the the all hands event, you know, where you're bringing in celebrity comedians, right? Like uh, stuff like that. Or, or maybe they're part of a small business. Like we don't have a budget to bring in, uh, you know, a magician, you know, to entertain the troops. But uh there's these these other types of celebrations where it's across business lines or it's across teams. I am not on the same team as Jacob, but I noticed Jacob do some amazing work and I want to recognize him as just a, another member of the overarching organizational team. Uh, how have you focused on that in your leadership, Jacob? So I've done two things. Uh, one is, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, is I will handwrite them a note and and, and thank them that way. Um, I think that's a really great way to kind of build rapport with others. And sometimes I call them out and say, Hey, this person's excellent. You know, thank you so much. I, uh, I'd either write them a note and email and CC their manager or write them a hand handwritten, you know, thank you card. Um, sometimes I would take them to lunch, uh, with their manager and, uh, that was a great way to kind of thank them. Um, Normally, this was one of my ways of poaching individuals and other groups, as I would ah, identify talent Jacob's in other in other areas. Poacher. Yes, uh. yeah, it, it is strategic. It is strategic <laughs> thinking. No, yeah, I mean, if you find a great individual and they got a great seat, you know, in your group, I mean, uh, 
yeah, find opportunities to thank them and, and to get them uh, excited about the work that your team's doing uh, as a potential uh, uh, a new team member, right? Uh, yeah. I so, like that. yeah, I, that, that's one way, just one real simple way of uh, recognizing the work uh, of folks that aren't on your team. I, I really like that idea of taking them to lunch with their manager, right? So that they're getting, it's, it's also a way to recognize them as well. You're a little more generous than me, I'll say, in taking them to lunch because I'm going to spend my budget on my team. But, but uh, I think you could do the idea. One thing that I do is if someone has done that, I'll send an email to their boss and their boss's boss and just copy them on it like they're some random person and be like, uh, like if I was sending it to you, I'd be like, hey, Jacob's boss. Uh, I just wanted to let you know about this instant, you know, this incident. And, and it's not reading well at the beginning, right? Because it's like, oh boy, I'm, t- I'm tattling on this person. But that'd be like, Jacob did this really amazing thing. And w- I like to use the, the SBI model, the situation behavior impact. Here's the situation. Here's what Jacob did. And here's how it impacted me or my team or the outcome. And I just want to thank you so much for, for, and, and make sure that you're aware. And it's, it's kind of this cool, like uh, sly recognition. And I know it's getting to the people that are going to write their reviews and going to do their compensation and, and all of these things that, and that person's being recognized and you'll often get a nice note back from them and, and be like, I'll be like, Hey, you like the way I got your boss on that? Like that was a fun way to do it. But it's that same thing of like recognizing them to, you know, their, their chain of command that, that gets back to their reviews and and their compensation and things like that. See, I love that. I don't know if I could get away with it because I am a team raider, meaning if I sent an email to their boss and their boss's boss, that would put me on their radar for, Oh, Jacob is coming (laughs) for this individual. They, he is going to poach them, uh, which is fine. It's, it's healthy competition, but it's, strategically for me i don't know how well that would work you're doing like modern warfare where i'm like fighting the battle like we're at the revolutionary war and just lining up and shooting each other uh but now i know also not to invite you to any of my team meetings because you're going to poach my people uh there indeed i will first off if anyone's willing to leave my team to go to your team you can have them uh i'll just say that uh right away (laughs) just kidding Uh, I I do love that. And we should be looking for opportunities to recognize folks on other teams and the great work they're doing, especially when it enables something for your team. I, I think it's big. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Audible. Now, if you don't know, Audible has a wonderful and rich content library. And Casey and I love Audible because many of our favorite books uh, can be found on Audible. So, Casey, I have a question for you. What are the ABCs for leaders? It's, it's not always be closing. No, it's that's not, for sales folks, right? That's for salespeople. Um, I don't know. Tell me what. Tell me what they are. All right, Casey. Here, here it is. The ABCs for leaders is always be curious. Ooh, now, that's good. Curiosity will not kill you. In fact, as a leader, it'll make you more effective. And I think uh, leaders that learn are often better leaders. So leaders that learn are better leaders. So Casey, can you share with us a book recommend that sated your curiosity and made you a better leader? Yeah, I have a great book this time. You know, we're talking about celebration in this episode is such an important part of being a leader. I do need, though, to give a warning uh, that this book has religious overtones. We don't really talk about that stuff often at work, right? But this is a, a book where you will hear um, some religious thought to it, but I think it connects directly with uh, our lives as leadership. And it the book is Love Does by Bob Goff. And um, this book is so great because it really talks about celebrating people and connecting with them. One of my very favorite quotes in it is uh, he says, I used to be afraid at failing at what matters. Now I'm afraid of succeeding at things that don't matter. I just love that. It's like so connected to how we focus and how we lead. There's another great quote. I used to want to fix people, but now I just want to be with them. And 
it, this guy he just talks about how he goes the extra mile for people um, in insane and creative ways that bring whimsy and joy. Uh, and I think this is part of being a leader that's often neglected is actually caring about and celebrating who the people are. Uh, and this book will help. This guy's he's a little crazy, which makes it really fun. He, he, his office is at Tom Sawyer Island at Disneyland. Like, I mean, this guy does some really cool off the wall kind of thing. And it just story after story of him going the extra mile for people. And I think that is really celebrating. So anyway, this is love does by Bob Goff. Uh, if, if you don't like the religious overtones, just plug your nose, plug your ears for that. And still you can get the, the core tenets of this about bringing whimsy and delight and joy into your leadership. All right, Casey, I am adding this book love does to my reading list, my listening list, for nice. this next month. I'm super excited to hear it. Um, well, you so, can thank me later. Oh, uh, I you, you know I will. <laughs> so Leader Fables listeners, they get a 30-day free trial of audio, uh, Audible Plus by going to leaderfables.com slash audible. Casey and I love, love, love the service, and uh, we think you will too. So stay curious, and thanks, Audible, for your support of Leader Fables. Okay, so I think those are good frameworks to think of, but but let's be real here for a second. No one here is listening to this podcast and going, no, uh, I'm not, I don't think I need to celebrate my team. Like, that's not, you know. And if you are, you should immediately resign your position as a leader and go back to being an individual contributor or just stop working with other people. No, I'm just kidding. That's a little harsh. My, my point is, I think where celebration gets missed is not in like that we don't value it or it's that how do you how do you remember to do it? How do you slow down enough to to make that happen? And this made me think of uh, a, a situation with my wife. Actually, we've been married 21 years. Shout out. Uh, and when we were first married, she noticed on my task list, I had a, a task that said, send Lisa flowers. And, and she's like, started putting two and two together. Like once a quarter, I get flowers from Casey and it was a reoccurring task. And it wasn't because, uh, I'm a robot or I, I don't, you, you know, it wasn't unromantic. Well, it took her a minute to understand this was not unromantic. This was romance people when you've been married 20 years, um, was that I care about you enough to get you on my task list. If I didn't care about you, you'd never make my task list. But, but what my point here is like, what are the practical things we can do to make sure these happen um, on our teams and make sure we don't get so in the weeds or so head down that we forget to stop and celebrate our team? Like any suggestions there, Jacob, or, or tactics you use? Yeah, I think you touched on it. It's things that get scheduled, get done, right? So I, and I'll be honest, I really never like doing all hands team meetings. It's a bit of a production. It takes a lot of work. Um you have to put a presentation together. Uh, it, it and it and I'm be, because I tend to be a little more introverted. Um, it takes a lot out of me to do those meetings. However, <laughs> they're really important. So uh, what I would do is schedule them and invite the entire team so they know that it's happening. And once you've done that, like it's really hard to back out. And the the yep. meetings are great, so people want to go to them. Uh, so if you cancel or reschedule it, you're gonna you know, you're going to make some folks sad. So yeah. yeah, get it on the calendar and invite the entire team to it. So they know it's happening. And then you've got, uh, the motivation or, uh, incentive disincentive, however you want to look at it to actually make sure that the meeting happens. I like that. Yeah. What's on the calendar is going to get planned. Right. And it's, it, it's going to get done. Uh, any, any other tips to make this a little easier to make this, uh, you make this more seamless or at least part of your routines. Yeah, I think, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, um, I don't really have the capacity, the staff, the uh, energy right now to schedule all hands meetings. Maybe you're in a firefight, and I understand that. Um, one of the things I do is I keep a box of thank you cards in my desk. Um, and when something really great happens, I, in fact, I have on my task list. Uh, uh, I have a, like a recurring task that just reminds me to check and think about, look at the past week and think about any other like really great um, uh, events or things that happened that I want to recognize. And then I write thank you cards to those individuals that were part of those events or making those things happen. Um, I think that's a really great way to 
uh, and it kind of speaks back to the the micro celebrations. Um, it's a really great way to recognize uh, uh, folks is writing a handwritten thank you card and tucking in a nice little uh, gift card and handing that to them. And I, yeah. I would find that people would keep those cards because I hand wrote them and they'd like put them on their desk. And uh, yeah, it was it was something to keep. Yeah, never underestimate the value of someone getting a tactical or not tactical. Uh, what, what do you physical, call it? Physical, yeah, yeah, uh, physical representation of your appreciation, and then it being handwritten and customized and and authentic. Like that's a big, and it's cheap. It's just so dirt cheap to do this. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of of that too, and I know some of the most special recognition I've received has been from you know, a handwritten note or, or something I received. There's also some software, uh, in the market that helps with this. I know my company uses uh, a system called motivosity, not sponsors of the show motivosity. If you'd like to sponsor the show, please email Casey at leaderfables.com and we'll get that set up. But, um, where it preloads a certain amount on the software and then team members can share, uh, and, and there's no like going and getting gift cards and getting reimbursed or anything like that. And you can, and you don't have to attach a monetary component to it. You can just send a nice card. It's a little more digital, not quite the big bang for your buck, but if you're looking to scale this across your team, a software approach like this can be good because there's also tracking reports. You can see which of your managers are sending, you know, thank yous if you're a senior leader, uh, or you can see, uh, every dollar I put into this went to Jacob Evans. Like I don't, Jacob must be doing as something it that should. I'm, as it I, should, as it should. Right. Uh, in that one last thing I did, I did want to point out because I can hear in some people's heads saying, well, Casey, I do not have a budget to recognize or celebrate my team. And I will just say, BS, you do have a budget. Now, you may not have a formal budget from your, your work, but you, it, 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 and I'm just going to be really blunt about this. If my work would not reimburse for some of this, I would still do it. And I would still pay for it out of my, my own pocket. Uh, in fact, I, I do like a, in my own budget, I allocate a certain percentage of what I make pouring that back into my team. And, uh, again, you can debate me on this, whether that's a good skill and, and every company leader in charge of budgets, you should budget for recognition and you should push that budget, uh, to the frontline managers in your organization. Hear me clear. You should do that. If you're not doing it, it's silly. Um, and if you want to improve your retention, there's a way to do it. Right. But if you don't have that resource or that luxury as a manager, write the check Every single time, Jacob, is this a hot take? Do you agree with me? Am I crazy? No, you're you're absolutely right. And there have been instances where I have done this, where I have taken, you know, I've recognized people. I didn't have the budget for it. I took it out of my own pocket because right. their success is in in some ways our success. The bonuses that we get is a reflection of the collective efforts of the teams we lead. And uh, to you know, if you want happy team members, if you want um, you know, folks that love working for you, sometimes you're going to have to, you know, sacrifice a little bit to, yeah. um, maintain that. And I, I think it's well worth it. Absolutely. Well I worth it. 100% agree. And I also think like, you know, if, if they're the reason your day's a little better, um, you know, because your, your team does the work they do, if they're the reason you get a promotion or if they're the reason you get your raise at the end of the year, this is not some altruistic uh, approach. This is self-serving. <laughs> like it, you know, be known as the leader who celebrates their team because it's it's a great leadership brand to have. And as Jacob the Poacher has so articulately mentioned, it will make people want to come work for you, and it will make people refer others to your team. It, it just makes such a, a positive environment. Well, I, I think we've done a good job kind of looking at this from multiple lenses. Jacob, do you have a final thought for the group, uh, a challenge, uh, a highlight from the episode that you want to point out? I would say this. If you're not conducting regular team all-hands meetings, schedule it now. Do it. Just do it. And uh, get that on the calendar. And the agenda for that meeting is super simple. Celebrate the successes and the wonderful things your team has done that quarter or over some period of time and just take some time to take a deep breath and to celebrate that. Even if you don't do prizes, even if you don't make t-shirts, even if you don't bring in lunch, like take some time to reflect on the wonderful things your team has done because they've done some wonderful things. I have no doubt. 
Yeah, but as we learned in the fable, there must be cake. Must uh, be cake involved. Cake is a, a red velvet cake, right? Red right? velvet that is chocolate. Uh, it's the same thing. We have not settled this debate yet, but we will uh, <laughs> by the end of our uh, podcast. Well, I, w- I want to thank you all for for listening today. You know, we'd love to hear your feedback on this episode and all of season one and what we've been talking about. Uh, if you email, you can email it uh, feedback at leaderfables.com. We read every single one of these. We celebrate the fact that you have taken the time to send us uh, an email. Uh, Also on our webpage on leaderfables.com, we have a a Stuff We Like section, which is some affiliate links. Uh, Jacob and I have curated some of the stuff that that brings a smile to our face in leadership and that we found helpful. So if you choose to uh, click on one of those and and partake, it does uh, help support the show. Helps Thank us uh, produce this and and do this, and and we'd be ever so grateful uh, for you to do this. And before we sign off, Jacob, I just want to celebrate you and this podcast. Thank you for doing this with me. It has been so much fun. Likewise, my friend, this has been a ton of fun, and there are many, many more episodes to come. So hang tight. We've got so many great ideas in the pipeline and a number of episodes right. in the works. So we're really excited to continue this journey that we are calling Leader Fables. That's right. And until then, until then, lead on. Lead on.